here we go. All right, and we're back again with comics episode 35. We made it 35 episodes. We're here. We're 35. I don't think we're going to go ahead and stop anytime soon. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in whenever you guys go ahead and tune in. Um, so let's go ahead and get a roll call. I am Esteban, and I'm going to be your host for today. And I am Luis. Hello, everyone. I'm Carmen. And I am Ash. I'm Andres. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you guys joining. Luis, my friend, what are you drinking today, sir? So I'm keeping it nice and basic for today. So every episode we like Clorox. to... Clorox. Lacrocs. Bleach. Getting some bleach up in this bitch. Um, every episode, aside from talking nerd, uh, and we go into what our topic's on later on today, or later on in the episode, rather, we also like to go over a drink. We rotate... Uh, what type of drink that you're drinking. So if you learn some nerd shit, maybe you can learn a new alcohol. Uh, so uh, whether it be beer, alcohol, something. Uh, today I am drinking whiskey. I'm a big whiskey, whiskey. fan. And uh, I am keeping it nice and classy with Knob Creek. And it is, uh, it's a little punchy, but it's a very smooth uh, whiskey. So uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. You're here. Uh, and Luis, kicking yes, it, still, still staying with you, my friend. Uh, we got any comments this week? Yes, sir, we do. We have a we have a couple, um, more than a couple. So uh, every every week, also, we like to read comments. To, mm -hmm. It's your opportunity to be a part of the show, uh, to just uh, comment on our YouTube, Instagram, any of our social medias, and uh, we will read them, even if they're negative. So uh, let us know your opinions. Like any interaction is good interaction. I feel Talk like shit. we have a negative one right now. Talk shit about Ash, and we will read it. Um, if it's about any anybody else, we probably won't. Um, and so I wanted to start with this one uh, because on our um, on our YouTube, we we like to on occasion we'll put highlights out. Uh, for the episodes, we understand. You know, sometimes you can't watch the full uh, podcast episode. You'll watch a chunk of it something happens you know you stop and you know there's a lot of options out there and we totally get that and so sir we'll go back and scrub what we think is funny and we'll put them in in highlights and so one highlight in particular that we released this week uh was about uh, was actually inspired from a comment by heavyweight and uh the comment from heavyweight was uh we had started a spotify playlist that's uh, spearheaded by our very own andres and it's aside from, again, here we are, we're, we're very giving people what type, uh, we introduce you to the type of alcohol that we like to drink, introduce <laughs> you to the, the comic book and nerd perspectives that we all have, which are very different. Uh, we've learned 35 episodes in. And lastly, uh, music. We have very different uh, distinct musical tastes, but it's mm -hmm. all really, it's a very uh, collaborative, you know, bunch of music. And so we have this Spotify playlist that has like, it, you you start with like some 41 there's some rap there's some reggaeton there's some fucking reggae like it's all kinds of shit that's in there but it, it all flows together and it's our style so heavyweight was commenting on it uh about seven episodes ago that okay. he doesn't have a spotify but that he chose songs for us yes. and then we read the different songs and so the highlight is that clip 
Um, and we actually have a comment from Heavyweight <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> on that. Uh, and so uh, I, it's really funny. I strongly recommend uh, going in through our highlights to check that out. And it will be going up on our uh, Instagram and TikTok soon. Um, uh, but in commenting of what he assigned all of our songs to be, Right. Uh, he responds, I almost forgot how funny this all was. Me and my trainee are in tears. Thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> which, honestly, what better compliment do we need, guys? Like, Absolutely. If someone can laugh at our expense, please, please keep that Hey, going. man, you know what I'm happy about is that he was actually get his trainee to start following us. I think Yo. that's – Dude, that's dope. Yeah, that's a G right there. Yeah. yeah, man. We love you, heavyweight. Um, And then on the next one, uh, another – uh, one of the video content that we like to do is uh, Comics Unboxed. Uh, Ash has subscribed to Loot Crate. And so every month, so maybe you're thinking to yourself, I think I want Loot Crate, but I don't know if I want Loot Crate. And you, you're you not sure. You're kind of back and forth about it. Uh, Ash has very humbly taken that dive. And so he has subscribed to it and he'll open up the Loot Crate box and uh, he'll reveal what he got and he'll give you honest opinions and reactions of it. Fuck, I'm just waiting for the comment, bro. Like oh, everything you're saying is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we it's have, called we a have setup. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's called a setup. Like, no, no, no. I'm just like, oh, fucking. Yeah. Go, go, go to that part about <laughs> me, though. <laughs> what do they say about me? Uh, In I hear you three, loud and clear. He has a nip slip. It's going um, to be crazy. Uh, and so then uh, Melissa Morales uh, comments on it. It says, brings tears to my eyes, two of my favorite people, and also a lot of cool stuff. Ha, ha, ha. So uh, that's the latest one. That is the latest one for the for the most recent Unbox trailer that we did, where uh, Ash actually released it on his birthday uh, with uh, and his uh, he best means friend. the episode, not it. Go on. Yes, exactly. The Comics Unboxed episode. Oh. Um and then we got Ew. we got our last comment that we have, and this is for directly tied to episode episode thirty four. Uh, it's actually another comment from Heavyweight. Again, we love you, sir. Great episode. What are your guys' thoughts on the Snake Eyes origin story? I hope it's not like the previous movies with Bruce Willis, The Rock, and Marlon Wayans. What do you guys think? I see a lot of disconnect from the origin of Snake Eyes. Um, well, I mean, Fair. and, and I, I guess I'm comparing it to the original one, you know, I mean, his, his whole thing was he took a vow of silence because, you know, he, if I'm not mistaken, he was trying to avenge the killer who killed his sensei, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So he took a vow of silence. That's why he wears the mask and doesn't speak. But clearly in this movie, he's speaking. No he won't shut up. Yeah. He just won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I think they actually pick a very good actor though to play Snake Eyes. No. Um, you know, I think it's Henry Gold or I, I don't remember his last Crazy name, but he was yes, he was in that, and he was also in the movie The Gentleman uh, with Charlie Hunnam and um, oh, McConaughey. Yeah. Dude, that movie's really good. That you yeah. should, if you haven't seen that, you guys need to watch that. But he's in that movie, yeah, Henry Golding. There, thank you, Henry Golding. But he's yes, playing Snake Eyes. Uh, and the entire time, like, I'm just like, I thought this dude took, like, a vow of silence. Like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening, you know? Uh, but I do appreciate that it's not uh, it's not as what's been going on in the past, uh, a whitewashing of the character. You know yep. what I mean? Um, so I think I think it's, it's great. I, I think he's a phenomenal, a phenomenal actor. But, 
again, I, I see a disconnect from the whole, like, he took a vow of silence and, you know, he's trying to, to avenge his sensei and he won't speak until he avenges his sensei. I Go ahead, Ash. In G.I. Joe, it uh-huh. was, uh, Shadowstorm was Asian and Snake Eyes was white, right? Well, yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't. You never saw that because he always wore the mask, and and it was but, Ray but, Park. But they showed them when they were little kids. Yes. Why? Because why do I remember that? Okay. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. Yes. That's yes. So when you say that line that you just said, that's yeah. why we were saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. I've seen that trailer twice over the weekend because I went to go mm-hmm. see Cruella and I saw A uh, Quiet Place too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should like the like it has everything that I should want in a movie like. Mm-hmm. The trailer is all actiony. There's martial art display. Like it looks cool, but for some, I'm not. Not to say that I won't watch it, but I'm not interested. You're not sold yet. Not really, but I don't even know if I it needed to sell me. Like I'm just kind of watching it. And like my girlfriend even kind of like nudged me because she knows the fucking my recipe. You know, like yeah. my formula to watch a movie. She like looked at me and she nudged me and she's like, ah, like yeah, like, that look, like I'll watch it with you. Like you know, trying to be cool. Like and uh, bless her heart. And I'm just like, ah, oh, like, yeah, I guess. Like, but, but yeah, okay. no, um, so, so you it. saw, you saw the trailer twice, but didn't it seem yep. like it was just like thrown like trailer, oh, you know, like it wasn't like, build <laughs> <Trailer>. up. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Like that's, <laughs> but that, that's what it seemed like. It wasn't, it, there was no setup. There was no like to studio and stuff like that. Like it just kicked off and you're just uh, like, the fuck am I watching? You know? I mean, I dig the soundtrack. That sounded cool. Soundtrack was actually pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I soundtrack think the soundtrack is will pump me up, and then, but yeah, no, no. It, you're right. It is just kind of like thrown in, maybe to avoid spoiler, but I don't know what we'd be I, afraid to be spoiled. Hard to say. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. I mean, I could very well be 100 percent wrong about the whole snake eyes thing and the vow of silence and whatnot. But same. I mean, am I gonna watch it? Yeah, probably. It's GI Joe. It's Snake Eyes. I mean, fuck it. You know, like like you you said, Luis, that your recipe to watch a movie that's you know partly mine too. It's just like okay, fucking martial arts and a sword. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's watch <laughs> it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even if it didn't have martial arts and it just had a sword, I'm in. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm in. Here's this guy that doesn't really know how to use a sword. Shut up and take my money. I'm in. <laughs> he nearly chops off his leg. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that it can show like, like uh, as charismatic as you can be, mm-hmm. the most interesting thing is whatever you gravitate towards. Right. Like it's not The Rock having like G.I. Joe 9. It's mm-hmm. like everybody was still stuck on Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. So like that's what you're, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. But if you want to see Optimus, you want to see Optimus. Like mm-hmm. when it went over to fucking Grimlock, I was like, Grimlock's cool, bro, but you're no Optimus. So like, give me back Optimus. Like when they were trying to, that's what, that's all I mean. Like just still Starscream, too. but it's just what I mean. You gravitate towards the specific people and you want that to happen. And then they're like, but we have John Cena as a uh, fucking Grimlock. And you're like, uh, I'm so cool with, I still want this. I still want Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> we want this. We need this. But I know no. I'm doing two different franchises, but I'm just trying to give like you. Uh, Channing Tatum was Duke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. you still want Starscream. I mean, Starscream. <laughs> <I'm still going laughs> you still want fucking um, 
the name. We're zombies. Hey guys. For the last time, this is G.I. Joe. <laughs> they, there was a crossover in the 80s. <laughs> We're not in the 80s. <laughs> the director's yelling directly at Ash. Right, at right, when you said, right when you said crossover, I thought of the Fast and Furious Jurassic, oh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park bullshit. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, that, that better not happen ever. You know it's going to. Uh, you see, you've seen that meme, right? It's like, what are yeah. one thing dinosaurs can't kill? And it's like Vin Diesel's family. <laughs> it's so stupid. There is a TikTok where they explain like the one rational way it could work. And it sounds it sounds actually pretty awesome. Right? God it sounds like it. If you do it exactly, we like know that, does it. Cool. They're racing <laughs> like in Hawaii or uh, in. Be, uh, they're gonna be in a car and fucking the Tyrannosaurus Rex is gonna barely miss him or something. <laughs> He's like holding the jaws open, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's gonna be Vin Diesel like. I've done this like on Wednesday. Like, what are you showing me? Like, he's not going to be worried about it at all. No, it's going to be one of those. No, it's going to be ludicrous. And um, um, sorry, um, the model Tyrese Tyrese going back and forth. Like, is that a motherfucking dinosaur? Like, it's going to be like just back and forth when Vin Diesel like, oh, this is a Wednesday to me. Like, oh, God, it's going to be so fucking bad. And it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good that I'm going to eat my shit. Like, hey, so that was good. Fast and, fast and Jurassic. I don't know what the I don't know what the title would be. If you can think of a good title for the Fast and Furious Jurassic Jurassic Park Furious comment, Jurassic Furious Fast and Oh, that's gonna be a good uh, thing. No, I was gonna say Tokyo Park, but Tokyo is the one that they pretend didn't happen. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those. Yeah, you're right. And then Vin Diesel is gonna like make us heart screeching turn and just gonna go right under the T Rex. Yep. yep. Like a just fucking between his legs. legs. <laughs> it's be, oh, it's gonna be so <laughs> And then there's gonna be like a brontosaurus or something like no, but thing that say, oh, it's gonna be. But I, great. but the the where you were saying it's ludicrous and Tyrese going back and forth. Is that yeah. a motherfucking? And it's just like <laughs> velociraptors on each side. Yep, <laughs> chasing them. Well, my sh- Michelle Rodriguez is looking hot, doing something crazy, like fucking on the hood of the car, jumping on a fucking stegosaurus, and like. It's good. See, everything is horrible. Don't do this. And, then, and then all of a sudden, you're going to see a fucking pterodactyl come in and pick her up, and then fucking credits. Right? Right? <laughs> but it's going to be like the flounder where, like, you find out the pterodactyl's good. Like, it's going to be not great because the pterodactyl's family. Pterodactyl's family. <laughs> and it's somehow related to fucking Vin Diesel. Like, it's somehow. It's going to be pterodactyl. great. That pterodactyl's my dad. Like, no, homie. Stop. <laughs> Gave him a dumb accent, dude. That, was, <laughs> that pterodactyl's my dad. <laughs> Vin Diesel is. Vin Diesel is a pterodactyl. <laughs> uh, Luis, was was that the uh, the last comment that we had? <laughs> that, that was that was the last comment. We can we can all move right. it on along, good sir. All right, all right. So there was some news that actually Regina King was actually surprised that she was on the short list to direct the Superman reboot. Uh, me personally, I'm actually pretty excited about this. If she is picked to direct the Superman reboot, um, what does everybody think about this, about Regina King being possibly being the director of the Superman reboot? Carmen? I was looking up what projects she has worked on, and it's actually pretty impressive, mm-hmm. um, everything that she has worked on. So that seems pretty exciting. Um, the Superman reboot, is this the one where, 
oh my god did they do a fan casting of michael b jordan or is this a yes. different one no yeah it's that one it's that one oh mm-hmm. uh, okay i mean He's like i'm in <laughs> <laughs> shut up and take my money yes. um but no no it sounds good it, uh, she seems like a very good choice for the movie and it's like um, based on like all the things that she has done, it's something maybe very different and it depends on which way she's taking it or that mm. she could take it. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. Very cool. Andres? Uh, I'm of two minds of this. I love Regina King and I'm happy that they give her a chance to helm, I guess, the new Superman reboot. But uh, I also kind of want... Henry Cavill as my Superman, so I don't really care for a reboot. So I'm I'm undecided as of now as if I will watch, but I'm happy that it's Regina King because I've loved her work for many, many years since I was a boy. So I'm happy that she's getting, well, since it's not 100% guaranteed that it's hers, yeah. but I'm glad that she's being considered to, to helm, helm it. So yeah, I'm a little conflicted, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the one thing that we've always talked about. Henry Cavill really didn't get you know a chance to prove or not prove, but show what he can do with the franchise. It just it, he got muddled up with all this crap that WB is doing. But I I agree with you. You know, I mean, it's con- we're conflicted. You know, Regina King's great. You know, as a, as an actress and a director. Uh, but then again, I want I want my Henry Cavill series. You know, so Ash. Um, it can always be uh, Regina King to me is almost another John Favreau uh, okay. character actor where like fuck I'm the wife in Jerry Maguire I'm just I'm the sister I'm the sister I'm the sister then I'm the wife because of age and whatever and like she just crept up in like slowly but surely without without just being like and I'm Angelina Jolie like it's just like she did it like perfect because she was in like 70,000 movies before she was Regina King. She was always like, oh, that's that person that was in that one, like on 227. She was the daughter, but like slowly but surely. And now she's like, she yeah. just fucking did it awesome. Um, and I think the Watchmen kind of respectful Mel Gibson doing a fucking comic book. You know, like it, she would handle it uh, like a John Favreau. Like I'm gonna do all my research, get successful, as well as my filming. Mm-hmm. So it could be awesome. I'm of the opinion, like if you replaced Henry Cavill in Man of Steel, like I would have been like I. But like now, it took me a long time to accept him over Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. So like, if if you just give everybody their own universe or however the fuck you guys want to do it like cool just some people let some people have ben affleck and some people have this and just don't try to fucking build a franchise and put jason momoa with blah 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 with these are all the things that work unless it's like a like flashpoint or whatever you want to do but just that's it no 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 no. i I didn't mean i didn't want to cut you off but but the problem with that is I, I know you want it to be an Elseworld or, or another universe type thing, but WB is coming out saying that it's going to be Kal-El, but they're just changing his race. They're, he's going to be a black Superman, but cool. it's going to be Kal-El. You know what I mean? So that's that's what they're doing. That's what they're saying. And 
a lot of people are upset about it that they're doing it that way, not because uh, it's going to be Kal-El as a black Superman or as a black character, uh, but it's because it looks like WB is trying to sweep under the rug everything that happened with Ray Fisher. You know, here's what I hate, and it's not a di- don't change my shit, Brad. It's a we're gonna try this and it doesn't work, and then it's oh, it's your fault it didn't work because you guys can't accept women, you guys can't accept black people in this character. Like, it's all of our fault and not fucking 10 people's opinion of yeah. we should do this. Like, it's not our fault. Yeah, no, I agree. That's all. I agree. Do your thing though, spend all your money. It could be, it's, I hope it's awesome. Just cool. Yeah. So I tap. You tap. Yeah. Luis, do your thing. Um, my biggest concern was I knew she was a, she's been acting forever, but Mm -hmm. what has she directed? And so I looked into it and I know you praised the movie One Night in Miami. Yes. And she directed that. Mm -hmm. Um, she, so her most recent films that she directed was One Night in Miami, 2020. Uh, Let the Church Say Amen, 2013, The Finest, Story of a Village, Animal Kingdom, Pitch, and Being Mary Jane. Uh, That's her uh, directorial credits. So um, I think that was my biggest concern more than anything was that I would have loved, I would feel more comfortable with giving a helm. Like, I feel like Superman has been Warner Brothers, like, redheaded stepchild it's not hasn't been getting a whole lot of love and not and again no disrespect to her i don't know what her vision is for the for the project obvious and we've spoken about this before obviously she knows the weight uh not her specifically but right. anybody coming into star wars marvel dc they know the weight that comes with that property so a professional would take it seriously you know mm-hmm. so uh but that's my only thought it's like warner brothers like when it comes to batman Hey, big guns! Let's let's fucking fire everything. And then Superman has kind of been getting uh, the short stick, which which sucks because there's plenty of wonderful Superman stories to be told, plenty of them, and yep. we and we haven't even touched the surface. Like even Man of Steel was headed in that direction, and then Batman vs Superman it turned into uh, like a Dark Knight Returns story, and then it was supposedly initially as a Superman sequel, and then they just it just morphed and yeah. then we it turned into what we got mm-hmm. so um so that's all uh but i i am uh, i'm hopefully optimistic that would it'll you, get there would you have liked superman one two with a little bit of an like that superman three and then like batman versus like something like kind of like when we saw um batman begins and they like oh look into it like the fucking Joker card, like yeah. kind of like you're like, eh, eh, kind of a thing. Right. Yeah, I think so. Because in the Batman case, the the way that the Dark Knight trilogy did it is, it was it felt so grounded. And even though Scarecrow was one of his rogue gallery, like it was, it looked so grounded. So for the uninitiated, it's like, oh, it's just it's a dude, and everything that you've presented to us makes sense. Like this can genuinely happen, nice. and so the idea of Joker, which is famously known as his uh, biggest villain, it's like oh, they're going comic book, like, and it it was such a thing, and so then when it was announced, confirmed that it was in in the second one, it's like okay, here we go. But then even that one was a very like we spoke about this in the last episode. It was very long Halloween, and it was mm-hmm. like taking baby steps to 
yeah. being comic booky, right? So in the Superman world, the big in Man of Steel, my personal opinion, a big chunk of the storyline was him deciding whether he was like who he was going to be as mm -hmm. an adult. You know, uh, like save uh, one of the one of the lines that I love. It's like save them, uh, save them or don't. Like you don't owe them anything. Mm -hmm. The the dad telling him, uh, fucking little kid Kal El, saying he's like, what was I supposed to do? Let them die? He's like maybe. You know, because he was trying to keep them concealed. Like, yeah. it, but then that's that big morality thing. Like, do I expose myself and risk my life and the safety of my family that I'm this alien, or do I save these lives of these yeah. kids that are in this bus? One of them being a bully that bullied me just the scene before. Like, it was just very powerful shit. And for him to constantly do the mental tug of war in the following film would have been so yeah. much more impactful. Oh, absolutely. So that when Batman vs Superman happens, the viewer is conflicted. Because we love both characters, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So I don't know. I mean, here. But then again, here's this guy that fucking uh, is nowhere in the movie business and is trying to tell DC how they should run a movie. So fuck do I know? But <laughs> yeah, you know the characters, and it's yeah. not you're you're not trying to make a studio that like hey comic book fucking movies are doing the shit like hey let's throw in a fucking. Um, I was gonna say Madonna. That's how reference I was gonna be. Let's throw in uh, fucking Dua Lipa, like like for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Not even an actor. We're all okay with that. Obviously, but well, that would be like the fucking go ninja, go ninja, go. You can figure it out. You're not gonna make fucking Vin Vanilla Ice like Donatello. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, Madonna, Dick Tracy. Sorry. It's <laughs> also true. Uh, well, Andres, uh, what do you think uh, regarding regarding the the like Superman? I know you mentioned that you were a fan of hers for a long time, but would you agree that Superman has been getting the short end of the stick as far as Warner Brothers is concerned? Uh, yeah, I, I've always said that I feel like even like like Zack Snyder's handling of everything. That's why I was like in the beginning when uh, his Zack Snyder cut was. Like everybody was, it was getting popular and everybody was posting it on it online. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I wasn't, I wasn't super excited for it because I didn't like the way he handled uh, Superman throughout. Um, I've always liked Henry Cavill as Superman, but yeah, I agree. I do believe they're giving him this, the short, the shorthand on, on it. They always, uh, Batman gets his praise and like Superman gets whatever. Um, and I felt that they handled it wrong and they should have, like you guys said, and I had originally said it from the beginning too, um, in our previous iteration of the show where they should have made you fall in love with Superman first yeah. and Batman and then have them face off and then do the doomsday thing in a separate movie. But yeah. So that would have felt more like, like not to, not that they're trying to be like Marvel, but like civil war, you were conflicted as a viewer. To see Iron Man and Captain America that, go yeah. at it, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to gain an attachment to both of the characters, so there's a conflict. So you have the Civil War, so you have people signing up. Oh, I'm fucking Team Batman, or I'm fucking Team Superman, and it actually means something instead of like, oh, all right, let's just throw this out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I mean, only time will tell and see, you know where this goes you know this reboot the superman reboot goes so i mean we're we'll be waiting you know as 
it just as much as everyone else. Um, let's see, moving on. So we've got Jonathan Majors being casted as the main villain or the main antagonist in Creed 3. Uh, I know we kind of talked about this briefly in our little chat, but uh, Andres and I kind of both agree that we don't see him as the main villain or in the ring with, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, to be fighting him, we kind of see him more as like a evil or uh, um, agent or or what? What did you say on this? What, what did you promoter. Say? Promoter. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, really, yeah. Um, if you guys don't know, Jonathan Majors is actually casted in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp three, the Quantum Mania, and he's and most recently he's been in Lovecraft Country on HBO. Um, so if you guys want to check out some of his work, uh, check out that uh, series on HBO. Oh. Um, but I mean, that dude uh, is fucking ripped though. Like, really? He is fucking jacked. Like, cause he's uh, uh he's military. Uh, well, very recently ex-military. He mm-hmm. uh, or in Lovecraft Country. The first two episodes were amazing, and then it got weird. But, um, <laughs> um, but it. So he comes back from the army, and he comes back to his town, mm-hmm. and that's like essentially the premise, and like. There are a couple scenes, very Thor-esque, where like he gets dressed, and the dude is fucking ripped. And so when they announce him as the villain, I was like, "Oh, dude! Like this is another like mm-hmm. fucking physical specimen, like to have these two <laughs> just people like be like face off and be like this dude is like at the peak of the peak, the peak of the human. Per- he's a freak. Uh, uh, he's a freak. Uh, uh, peak of like human." physicality and then michael right. b jordan he has that physique also like to see these two like i think they can absolutely play it as oh look at him knocking foos out left and right and they'll say it like that knocking foos out <laughs> i mean it could it could fall under the same category it's like when we first saw it it's the same thing that you know we thought that everyone thought about with aaron taylor johnson being casted as craven the hunter you know everyone's yeah. I mean, we all know craven the hunter as being this ripped fucking you know uh gaming hunter you know that yeah. fucking wearing um lion kel uh, uh fucking over his shoulder and shit you know oh, yeah. yeah the pelt you know over his shoulder and it, it could very well be the same thing where we see him and we're just like oh really like in the ring okay you know but yeah. then it turns out he's like fucking ripped like you were saying uh like thor uh i mean i haven't seen anything about creed 3 i thought honestly i thought they were done after creed 2 i didn't think they were going to make a third one well um i know uh salone isn't coming back uh they talked about that in a in an interview um by they i mean uh michael b jordan they asked him what was the name of his amazon prime film I have no clue. Michael B. Jordan? Michael yeah, B. Jordan? Oh, I thought you were talking about Stallone. Without was remorse. Without remorse? Without remorse, yes. Uh, they were in an interview for that film, like while he was out promoting it, they asked him about Creed 3, and they asked him, because oh, I guess they had gotten a statement from Sylvester Stallone that he wasn't going to be returning. Um, and his response was very PG, so, I mean, I don't... I mean, whatever we can just take whatever what they say with a grain of salt but that uh they decided that creed is supposed to live on its own mm-hmm. and so it can't live in rocky shadow so for it to be able to exist on its own it has to be able to exist without Sylvester Stallone, even mm-hmm. though he was he was great in the first two films or whatever um but i don't know i kind of i kind of enjoyed him being in the background like even though he's not front and center like i just 
it felt it felt rocky. Well, yeah, it would. It, he's the new Mickey, you know. Like, yeah, I dug that. It's like the passing of the torch, you know. Yeah, but you know? yeah, I mean, Mickey died in what Rocky three, right? When he fought, when he fought Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang. Yeah, you know. So that was Mr. T. Yeah, that was Mr. T. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. I always called him Mr. T. Like I don't give a shit what they <laughs> called him in the movie. I know him as Mr. As Mr. T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think in in Rocky three it was uh, Hulk Hogan actually came out in it too. I think he he fought uh, Rocky fought Hulk Hogan in, in in a wrestling match. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, uh, yeah. we'll see. As far as uh, him, you know, being I mean, who knows? Uh, Luis can be 100 percent correct where he's just fucking ripped and he looks like um, turns out looking like uh, Camille Nanjiani and you know the Eternals. You know, I mean. Who knows, you know? Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. Also, also yeah. being the age that Tom Hardy is, Craven could, where Venom was, like, instead of it being Tom Holland and mm-hmm. Venom, because we want Venom in that universe, mm-hmm. Craven could, you know, Thor, uh, Thor, Loki, I'm I'm growing up. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, or like a, a young hunter with a lot to prove. Right. Just yeah. being super, like, crazy, of, ambitious and shit. Yeah. Right. Because we're used to like Doctor Strange, buff Doctor Strange, fucking Craven, look wise. Uh, Doctor, I'm saying look wise, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be. <laughs> that would uh, catch you, man. Fucking. You're right. Will, you're right. The bow is fucking Green Goblin, and it's still going to be Green Goblin, and he's like fucking 96, and it still works. <laughs> he's so angry about it, though. No he's so him, angry. So, uh, Carmen, what do you think about Jonathan Majors? main villain of Creed 3. Are you just more excited just to see Michael B. Jordan in a boxing ring again? I knew that question was coming. Um, <laughs> and speaking and about Michael B. Jordan... Spreadsheet. <laughs> no! <laughs> if no, you can see right I, behind me... <laughs> actually, it's in front of me. But no, um, I want to go back to uh, the movie, his Amazon movie, Without Remorse. Yeah. I actually... I didn't care for it. I did watch it, mm. and I, yeah, I, I turned it off, and then I oh, no. started again, and I watched the whole thing. Um, so it kind of lost me. I mean, if I had to give it a rating, it would be like a five out of ten. It's kind of oh, like sh- what you watch when you like have nothing else to watch. Like background you noise type thing while you're on your noise, phone and yeah. shit. <laughs> Exactly. And which I was pretty shocked at just because the trailer looked pretty enticing. And I got, I do got to say it, it's similar in the storyline of, um, oh, my God, the state of movie, the Wrath uh, oh, of Man, Wrath of Man. And like mm-hmm. just comparing the two, like Wrath of Man was like a nine out of ten for sure compared to this. And it was very similar storylines. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of a little, like, eh about, not Michael B. Jordan as a specimen, but itself, but, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't give me that face. I didn't give you any no, face. No, 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 not you two, the other one over there, but it's okay. Uh, Ash um, is the other one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, those people. What do you mean by those people? <laughs> No, I did not mean it like that. <laughs> you just made it a hundred times worse. I know, but, I know. I just um, wanted to hear you gasp. <laughs> uh, so, go 
going back to Creed, I like mm-hmm. the franchise of Creed. I do think Sylvester Stallone is a good background character. I I'm sad to see him not coming back for the third one. I didn't know that Michael B. Jordan is actually directing uh, Creed Three, which is a little shocking. I like I had no idea and. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's his first project, is, has he directed anything else? I don't think so, right? Uh, I'm um, looking into that right now. Keep talking. Okay. But um, if this is going to be his first project, I mean, I wish him luck. But the, as far as the actor, Jonathan Majors, um, I have not watched Lovecraft um, on Netflix. So I don't really know much about him. But the pictures that do, do come up when you look him up, I mean, he does look like a ripped dude. So... Um, as far as being an adversary, I guess. Yes, Ash. Mm-hmm. Same time, we never saw Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, dude, that movie. You, oh, you, you, okay. you give yeah. the guy, you give the guy a. Hey, you have six months. You have access to stuff. Whatever you're gonna do, whatever you're gonna fucking creatine, whatever the fuck you're gonna do, creatine. you're gonna do that. <laughs> whatever creatine, the fuck you're gonna friend. do. Whatever the fuck you're gonna do. But Steroid. at the same time, what I didn't want to say. Um, Rockies. You, you make best. it. You, you make it sound like Jake Gyllenhaal is going to come after you for saying that he used no, steroids. Not him. I'm saying for the person that gets approached. Fuck. Oh. Hey, Luis, you're going to play fucking Ivan Drago's son in six months. Do you think you're going to go up as Luis, or do you think you're going to fucking? All right. Well, it's too many. Looks like hours. I'm going to do nothing but work out right. for six months. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm trying to say. No, no, you're right. Yeah, that's all. And like, and then, a lot of the like intense scenes that you have to see them, it's like okay, like day the first week of shooting, it's like okay, any scene where I have to be without a shirt, let's shoot those now because then I'm gonna come down to be like while you're dude, like, fucking um, not Logan, what the fuck, what's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, thank you. Fucking after every take, would do like fucking dumbbells. You know what I mean? Just to fucking. I need to always look like Wolverine, Jacked, yeah. even during the fucking filming. I could only and he's imagine, super like, like dehydrated too, like during those scenes where he's without yeah. a shirt to make him look all cut up and right. stuff. Like that poor dude. Imagine it's for the it's for the the protruding veins and stuff like that yeah. in his arms and and it's his shit. body like trying to get fucking water. It's like, for the love of God, give him water. <laughs> and that's Pulsing after the, the five times he's already played Wolverine. Right. So this is your first um, chance to play this person. Before we get that, oh, hold on one second. And then <sighs> if the rumor is if he's going to play Caliber Lane's son, which also kind of takes away from don't, if you want to really go away from Rocky, then this next bad guy needs anything to do with anybody's son, a brand new guy, like a brand new up and comer, whatever the fuck has. Uh, Luis. Um, just before we got too far off topic regarding Michael B. Jordan on uh, directing credit, he has one that is in development right now, and the movie is called The Stars Beneath Our Feet. Uh, so Creed Three can potentially be his second project. So doesn't leave me with a whole lot of confidence, but uh, um, but yeah. If you who like if if Hugh Jackman directed a Wolverine movie, who knows Wolverine better than him? Other than Stan Lee, of course. Well, but, true. You know what I mean? Like, if I hear you. playing that character, like, it's Kevin Smith 
directed The Flash and he did, had no idea about the actual special effects of it. I just need to get across that the feelings of everybody right. and then everybody gets across the fucking, the actual what we do every week. It'd be great. It's true. We were talking about that too, right? Like as long as you have like a good second in command when we were talking yeah. about Spawn and shit. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely right, Ash. And he's been in this type of movie before, twice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, should be fine. Yeah. Uh, Back to Andres, you, so. What do you think about Jonathan Majors? You ask me? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, I think uh, the best point I heard is Ash's that if you don't want Rocky's, I guess, finger involved with the movie at all. <laughs> sorry, you heard that wrong. But I love you. Yeah. It should it, it sh- should have nothing to do with his like past yeah. a son of anybody. So I think that's like the best point throughout. Yeah. yeah. No, I the movies have been enjoyable. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, man. Very, very cool. All right. All right. And just real quick, uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a of just a um hit you with some real quick news on these next two topics just as a heads up thor love and thunder has finished wrapped uh, is wrapped and done it is now in post-production so i'm pretty sure we're going to see a trailer uh within the next few months uh to go ahead and check that out and finally it's been confirmed that the main villain for spider-man no way home is going to be william defoe's green goblin so with Ash saying that he's 96 years old and he's going to be the Green Goblin, we'll go ahead and see how that ends up panning out for him in theaters. I still wanted him to be Carnage. I have his back. I'm just saying, like, fuck, he was in fucking uh, Aquaman too, like, and he was like a critical scene. Yeah. It's, come on, man, that guy's, and Boondock Saints, come on. I, there was a firefight. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Yes. <laughs> And yeah, so the fucking ah, oh, you got me going. That fucking <laughs> scene where it's a whole thing and he's describing everything. The, the firefight, yeah. By just that, like just what I see. Yep. yep. And and I still, I still make fun of him as. Yeah, it's that's okay. gonna be my groundation. Your groundation, okay. My groundation, my grounding, my grounding, my groundlings, my growlings. Okay, <laughs> groundation and growling. We'll, we'll see if we can find a Lock spot you. in the urban hey, dictionary. For I it. behaved during the interview. I behaved during. It hasn't happened it. yet. It, it hasn't happened here. yet. What interview? We what will have an interview later on today. A little sneak peek for you guys. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, for the roundtable still, uh, Avengers Campus at Disneyland has just opened up. Uh, so we're all extremely excited for it. Yeah, we're all extremely excited for it. Somebody's uh, seen... wife said that comics has to go as her. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, right now. Okay. <laughs> Let me pack my bags. <laughs> Let me take my last shot and let's go. <laughs> Who's driving? We'll get an Uber. Let's go. It's like, I'll drive. <laughs> Let me take this last shot and I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, the last thing for all you horror fans, The Conjuring 3 is actually coming out tomorrow, uh, June 4th. So I am fucking excited for that. And I guarantee you the other uh, three of us, minus uh, not including Ash, is excited about this. So it's going to be, uh, I know the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 65. I'm not really happy about that because I know the first two were good, but I'm still going in excited about it because I'll get to watch.
watch it in the comfort of my own home and just to be scared shitless in the comfort of my own home. So I'm in for that. Uh, and then finally, our last topic. Uh, if anybody's watched it, Jupiter's Legacy has been canceled after one season. This makes me very sad. <laughs> it makes me very sad because a comic book was fucking amazing. And this is the one thing that gets me a little bit upset is that they canceled Jupiter's Legacy, but they decided to green light a show called Super Crooks. Yeah. which is yes which is the villains in the jupiter legacy world so they decided to do that and cancel jupiter's legacy uh has any did anyone watch jupiter's legacy i started an episode and it was very cw and i checked out the the, the end fight was very cw right yeah yeah it, it, it gets a little bit better once you continue. I'll power through. It's just my partner jumped out of it. She's like, we're not watching this shit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so it, it became one of those things I have to watch on my own. Um, okay. Andres, you shook your head yes. Uh, you, you, How much did you watch of it? I've seen three episodes, and I didn't think it was too... I, I, yes, I guess I could see some... I think it was done better than the CW show, to be honest. Uh I enjoyed it. Yeah, it has some, I won't say knockoff qualities, but I, I I enjoyed it. I would have liked to seen a second season. Uh, I think it's kind of bullshit they canceled it and are going to make a spinoff in the same universe, I guess. So Yeah. So, Carmen, did you catch Jupiter's Legacy? No? Uh, no. Okay. I, cool. I intended to, but I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Ash? I have made it. And um, I would have given them a season uh-huh. two just to kind of Easter egg that we might be doing, like we're going to end it, but kind of fucking torment everything into yeah. season. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like there, none of those actors were bad. Like it, none of those. No, you're right. It was really good. And then on top of that, if you're going to do who are they going to go against? Are you just making Josh Dumel like a, what are we doing? Like it, it, it's, it's possible. Uh, I mean, but um, so Carmen and Luis, I know you guys, I know Luis, you saw one episode of Carmen. You haven't seen any. So uh, I will say the first episode is it's cringy. The first episode, but once you get through it, it gets a little bit better. My biggest gripe with it is that it jumps around a lot. There's a lot of time jumping, you know, so it's like you're in the present and then you're in the past and then you're in the present and then you're in the past. I, since it is eight episodes, I would have probably preferred the origin story, like the first three, four episodes and then the tale. Three episodes as kids and then just grow them up. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. The, The very first episode is the only time that you see them as fucking kids. You know, yeah. the the rest of the time is is the origin of mom and dad when they ended up getting their powers. You know, so it, it's like you flash back to the Great Depression, then you flash back to current times, then you flash back to the Great Depression. So it's you're constantly going back and forth. So that should have been the whole first season, and then that, the second. Sorry, yes, I might have so, cut you off for that. No, no, no. But, but, I, but I that's heard, what I'm saying. It's yeah, eight, well, it's way, eight but... episodes. Yeah. Make the first three strictly yeah. in the Great Depression and then see it grow into present yeah. time, you yeah. know, instead of the constant jumping back and forth. Uh, the dynamic is fantastic between how the dad's trying to keep everything together, trying to keep everything, you know, kosher and to follow this code that he put together throughout the entire season. So, 
it's very much, I mean, it doesn't that, follow the comic book to the T because I have read the entire series. It doesn't follow it to the T, but what it does do is it does replicate a lot of the scenes in the comic book very well. So that is what I was pretty excited for, for that. But I am sad that they ended up canceling it after one season. Yeah. So what were you going to say, Ash? That is weird. I, not until you said that, like, uh-huh. you didn't know that that's what's wrong with it. Like, that is weird. Um, meaning right now I'm where he's dealing with his dad's death, but like in episode, yeah. why am I dealing with it over here? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, no, he's, he, this is like, if he died in 1935, this is him dealing with it in 1942. But then you have the brother and sister who are like, I need to be my dad and the sister that's like, I need to party, but there's still that like, <laughs> that Vin Diesel yeah. like a family thing, but yeah. they're still yeah. like, <laughs> like, uh, but it has to be like where we would envision Wolverine. Like it has to be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you, I need to be there to save the world and then yeah. I'll be there. It's not like fucking a bank robber or something, yeah. but, uh, but this guy is, it's like the Cyclops, the mm-hmm. I need to fucking be the absolute because you are trying to be Superman. So um, it's just very, I it's a lot of storylines together. And then you have the brother and then you have, but it's, and I'm telling you, that's three episodes in. And yeah. you have the brother that's dealing with the business. And then you have this other... Oh my God! It's a, a it's a lot of moving yeah, parts. Yeah, I didn't even think it's, about that until you yeah. said that. That's it's awesome. a lot of moving parts trying to make sense in eight episodes. When if you and look I at it, I just told you from episode three, that's right? Only, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. If if you're trying to break it down and make it understandable, or or you know make it you know pleasing to the eye, don't do the time jumps. Make it you know Great Depression and then dealing with it now. So or it sucks that they very, canceled it. Be very specific. Yeah, or that. You Even know. WB goes like 1942, blah blah blah. Yeah, they don't, and that's yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. They don't even like put the like you know like Ash was saying like in in the CW. They don't even put like the date down or what planet they're on or whatever. You know, it's just it just cuts to you know them young again. And you're like, okay, I guess we went back in time. <laughs> you know, they're depending on the audience to be like very, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it falls into that category kind of like DC where it's like, they're expecting you to know these characters already, you know, to know them and you, you guys should know this already, you know? Um, but it, whatever it, it failed and it is what it is. So, so uh, right before we go ahead and kick off our interview, uh, I got two questions for you guys. Uh, and we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and start it off. So question number one, who is one fictional character that you just want to just punch in the face? Any fictional character. I got it. Go. Dennis the Menace. He's a piece of shit. I believe <laughs> this man believes in equality. Hmm? Everybody that's listening at home, I, I hope you guys can play along too. Uh, drop in the comments who you guys would punch, which fictional character you guys would go ahead and punch in the face. Uh, so Luis is saying Dennis the Menace. Um, Carmen. I have mine. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would choose Joffrey from Game of Thrones. 
Okay. He's a little kid, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but he was a king. <laughs> he was also raping people, so. Oh, that is true. Dennis the Menace didn't do that. I don't, that we not. know of. That we know of. <laughs> you monster. Hey, he, I'm just saying. He raped Mrs. Wilson, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the character's name, but it yeah. was uh, it was Nicolas Cage as the character that he played in the movie Lovely Bones. Um, that character for me is really dark, and I just I I can I cannot even watch any movie with Nicolas Cage after that movie came out. Nicolas Cage was in Lovely Bones. Mm- is it not called Lovely Bones? Hold on, one second. Okay. And Lovely oh, Bones oh. is the Stanley Tucci. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God. You've been hating okay. on Nick Cage. And it's been I else. have been hating on Nick Cage this whole time. <laughs> that movie because I totally thought it was him. It's the um, hair. But... It's the comb over. Huh? It's the comb over that did it. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it is. So it's Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. Tucci. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that character in the movie, I I, I can't. I will say, and he I is... avoided all Nicholas Cage. I hate Stanley Tucci so much. So like, I will never no. watch another Nick Cage movie. <laughs> he just reminded me of Nicholas Cage in that movie and said, "Fuck him." He did. I <laughs> it's the comb over. <laughs> no, I mean, if you guys haven't seen Lovely Bones, Carmen's hitting the nail on the head. He Stanley Tucci is fucking creepy in that movie from his blonde hair comb over to the bright blue contacts that he's wearing it is like he's on another plane in that entire movie so yeah i, I can see i can see that ash sorry nick cage <laughs> for my hate what the fictional characters yeah they're fictional the character that i uh it's a hard one Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Matt Dillon plays a great jerk, but um, spit it out, shit. That's why that's why it's right, fictional, fine. man. Oh my bad, Doug. Uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield's in Natural Born Killers. That's the equivalent. Of I know. <laughs> <laughs> it took me forever to answer that question. I answer it, then you question me like. <laughs> Well, I mean, Carmen <laughs> thought that Stanley Tucci was Nicolas Cage, so exactly. <laughs> we just we just wanted a little bit of. I just wanted we're for some reaction. Yeah, uh, that's all. Um, uh, mine would be. Oh, also, that would I. I... <laughs> Fuck me, okay. Fuck Go you ahead. guys. Classic <laughs> first fucking time I cut you off. That doesn't make it okay, dude. Show. But that character. I just yeah. love that it's always right before someone's about to like he takes the I inhale promise. like you can hear he's like, like he's, he's about to. <laughs> All right, yeah. Come on, man! Don't be like that! Don't be Rodney like that! It's well, still the same character. Rodney Dangerfield in Natural Born Killers. Watch that fucking. Why do you always have a cat? Like it's fucking the movie Clerks, and he's oh, why do you always have a cat in your fucking shot? <laughs> Why does it annoy you so much? I'm just curious on why it annoys you so much. It's so funny. It's every every episode is so funny. The cat it's, always finds his way into the, the thing. Movie. Is is uh, they hear me talking and they they think I'm talking to them and so they'll come to me. And so if you see okay. ever see me kind of like leaning down, it's because they're clawing at my legs and I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. Cow. Papa, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, look at me. Love me. 
touch my body. That's what they do. Uh, my fictional character uh, would be, she's in Harry Potter, and I believe it, it her last name is Umbridge. Is it Dolores Umbridge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her. I would fucking knock her fucking teeth in, that character. Hey, which one's Dolores Umbridge? She's the one that ends up taking over uh, Hogwarts after... You would deck her. She's like five <laughs> two. You fuck her. <laughs> Fucking soup. Take her to Suplex City, man. Oh man, uh, nah, that that bitch sucked. Yeah. Fucking what a bitch. Anyways, uh, and the last question right before we jump into our interview uh, is: What is the one fictional song or band that was in a TV or movie that just blew your oh, mind? God. Easy. I got, got one. It. Easy. Okay, well, it might be the same as Andres. I'm thinking it it might be, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll have we'll have Andres go first. Andres, it's gonna be the Wonders. Ah, not me. The the Wonders. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Well done, Luis. Sex bombs. Sex bombs was the fucking shit. And then when you look into it, and it's actually Beck that did all that music. It's like what? I didn't think I liked Beck. Now I love Beck. Yeah, I bought that album. It's a fucking great album. Yeah, it, it actually re- is a really yeah. good album. Yeah. Uh, Carmen. Anything that's like coming to me, so no. Circle back. Oh, I, I got. <clears throat> I think oh. I know Ashes. Well, one, it's the Crow, but two, uh, the Hangman. Hangman's joke. Hangman's joke? Yeah. No. Okay. Wait. Wait. What was the question? It's it's a fictional band. Oh, Hangman's a... Joke. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, that thing you do was... Oh, 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 fucking um, Almost Famous. Uh-huh. I I worked at Record Town, and they would be like, um, I want the album by... Sweet... They su- wanted Sweetwater? Sweet, Sweetwater? Sweet... Yeah, they wanted that album, because... Mm-hmm. There was a band that actually did music under that name, mm-hmm. but it was like Cosby, Stills, and Nash, or like it was like that. It was like a super group kind of thing. It okay. wasn't really like them. Like it would, and uh, that's not what I would choose. Uh, it would, because uh, <laughs> then you got you guys kind of you guys have uh, can't hardly wait and. You waited for them to play the fucking music. That's a that's a fucking loaded question. You picked a good question. Sorry. You picked a talker. Don't pick a talker. Like pick a hey Luis. That's enough, that's enough out of talking. you. What, what, did, what would you pick, Esteban? Uh, yeah. Mine was gonna be Sex Bombs, and and the song that I would pick is uh, Threshold. Threshold was the shit. Threshold Threshold was the shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Threshold Threshold was the best one between. I was thre- from Scott. Pilgrim. Yeah. Pilgrim versus oh, the world, okay. yeah. I got mine. Again. You, you had Scotty your... doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> oh, Eurotrip. Whatever the fucking name of that band was, it was a legit, was a band, but... With Matt Damon band. as a lead singer? Yeah. yeah. I love Matt Damon because he's going to be like, I'm born identity, and then I'm going to show up to your fucking thing. Just get it done in one day, and I will be in your fucking movie. I love Matt Damon. <laughs> And then on top of that, fucking the Jay Leno thing, like, uh, or the Conan O'Brien thing, like, come on, man. Jay- you mean Jimmy okay. Kimmel? I was like, this was the <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel thing. You know the Stephen Colbert thing? You know, <laughs> you just go you with know, every you know. late night talk show. Was the you know. Craig Hilborn thing? You know the the Johnny Carson thing where fucking 
<laughs> yes. Matt Damon. What about you, Carmen? Still nothing coming up. Still nothing that I can remember. That I yeah. Scott Pilgrim's pretty great. Yeah, that one was good. I mean, enough for me to remember it, and I was like, oh shit, that was from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well. Carmen will, Carmen will definitely kind of hit like the, the Twin Dragons. Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. Not against if Threshold. If that was Flea, then okay. Not against Threshold. Dun, Are you kidding dun, me? Dun, 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 that fucking baseline, yo. That baseline's <laughs> sick, dude. Yes, it is. That motherfucker did eight things to his one. Come on. Come on. No, you're talking about the vegan uh, base off. Yeah, you're not thinking the about base off. Yeah. Oh, the one that with the dragons. Yeah, that one. That one. No, oh, that, so that's, that's a different song than the than the bass off. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh yeah. My bad. Because that was uh uh boyfriend number four versus. Oh, I'm not the... talking about no, three. Superman on bass. I'm not oh, I thought that's true. No, 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 no. All right, never mind. Yeah. No. Um, the fucking Skrillex times two should have won. Yes. <laughs> Skrillex times two. Carmen's is gonna be. Uh, didn't the in the Rebelde? Did they have a band? Oh my. God, Andres, are you serious? <laughs> you're talking about the novellas up in here? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what? I didn't even watch the, I didn't you're watch the novella. I am no, so, I you knew I what it no, was, I though, really, so I think you're lying. I do, I do know what it is, and I know the characters, and I know the actors that played in the I know the characters, but I, I know who they are, it. I know where they live, I know the story. <laughs> I, didn't watch I know it. the song, I know, I know the lyrics. I know their copyright. right now. Yeah, right. But that doesn't mean I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the goddaughter of the second actor's daughter, but I don't like it. Uh, That's a good one. But I I didn't watch the novella. I do know some of their songs, but good suggestion. I'm definitely not taking that suggestion. (laughs) But no, thank you. I'll leave that right up there on the shelf. How has Um, nobody said Manu, though? Because it's not a fictional band. That's not a fictional, fictional band. band. That's a real band. <laughs> it's a real band. That's true. Oh, California <laughs> Dreams. That's before you guys. Never mind. Let's move on before I show my age. Um, <laughs> You've already done that. <laughs> I, Somebody I know, laughed at California Dreams. I know we were going to segue uh, into our interview, and I know they're waiting for us. Would you yeah. mind if I make a small tidbit uh, about uh, Quiet Place 2? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, so first of which, Quiet Place 2, amazing film. I got scared. I cried. I laughed. Like literally all of those things. Like uh, uh, my I, I, girlfriend crying next to me. Fucking different scene hits me. I'm fucking <gasps> like, it's just, it's such a, just a powerful, good fucking cinema. And mm-hmm. all I kept thinking about was like, fucking movies are back, man. Like it yeah. just felt so great. If you're looking for an excuse to go to a movie, this is the movie. This is hey, the Yes, sir. Can Ash watch the movie? Absolutely. Because Dude, I was I was, te- I was telling one of my coworkers about it that isn't a fan of horror. I'm like, it's not really scary, though. It's more of a, this is the world. that they, If you can do Walking Dead, you can do this. Because it's like, this is the world that they live in. And then here's drama. So kind of like The Walking Dead, where Ash, it just so happens that the world. Dead? Yeah, he was all about yeah. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I really do think you would enjoy it. It's not there's no jump scares at all. Anything that it's all like you know that it's coming, but you feel the tension. So did you see where Emily Blunt got tired of the question of are you gonna be invisible woman? Yeah. 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 That was awesome. She was so like 
fucking stop asking me. Yeah, like she was. That was I'm done. Was like done. With that question. That, that the best part was she goes, "You realize you're like the fourth person that's asked me this today." <laughs> and then, as soon as she said that, I'd be like, "You know what? I am so sorry. I ruined your yep. day." Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> it's so good because it's like the most politest person in the world telling you like. I've gotten that question so many times. I'm done. Yeah. 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 And then John um, Krasinski is like the other side of that coin. He's mm-hmm. just like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be cool. But they never contacted me. And like, he just ends it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they probably have, but like you play the game. Yeah. Um, I love it. But movie super fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I would strongly recommend everybody to go see that um, whenever they get a moment just to get, uh, let you guys know something I got, I got excited about the over the weekend it made 48.4 million uh which is and the they anticipated to make 50 million mm-hmm. pre-pandemic was their est- was the estimated projection for that movie wow. so the idea that during a pandemic it made 48.4 so close to what their goal was for mm-hmm. opening weekend mm-hmm. is actually pretty effing amazing in my opinion yeah so I'm, and like i don't know i got super excited at those stats of just thinking like here we are like things are kind of moving back uh cruella uh debuted the same weekend um Mm -hmm. and cruella granted cruella also it did a simultaneous disney plus Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh movie so the the numbers i'm about to give you are skewed it's only uh ticket sales Mm -hmm. uh and it made 21.3 million and so we don't know or i don't know uh how much it made uh on the other Disney Plus, Plus. but what I will say is a good 30% of Cruella I did not enjoy the beginning of it it was it was just very cringy for me Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff just didn't make sense and I I immediately something happened in the beginning of the film that took me out of the film and and then and then I just kind of sat there with my arms crossed like impressive dare you yeah like i am done with this movie and however to the movie's credit it won me back and so by by the 40 percent marker um now i'm interested again and Mm -hmm. so and then i'm laughing at the jokes that they're attempting and they are landing and so then i was able to enjoy it uh but one of the reviewers that i saw was that it couldn't make up its mind if it wanted to be an origin story uh an Ocean's Eleven story, or it wanted to be a villain story. Like, oh wow! And it, it really, and when they, when I read the reviewer, I'm like, you know what? I can see that because there's mm-hmm. a lot of themes in it, and it, it was long. It was two hours and fifteen minutes, wow. but it was one of those movies that felt long. Like, oh, while I you're see. watching it, you're like, I this could probably be over now. Like, or we could have cut this whole thing to kind of cut it up, uh, mm-hmm. to tighten it up a bit, but. Um, if you're going to go to the movies this weekend, I would say Quiet Place 2. If you've already seen Quiet Place 2, uh, Cruella is worth the watch, uh, but I would just still, goddamn. Conjuring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or you can go watch the, yeah, or you can go watch the Conjuring. I mean, there's Con- Conjuring also. I, I would honestly, I'd recommend, I haven't even seen Conjuring yet, but uh, Quiet Place 2 is that good, guys. It's that good. I would nice. say fucking go watch that. Very but cool. That's all I'll say about that. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right, so we're going to go ahead and kick off our interview uh, with Miguel. Uh, We're going to go ahead and talk uh, some comic book uh, appraising and grading and signatures. And there's quite possibly you're going to hear a very tragic, tragic story about signatures and comic cons and whatnot. So uh, 
Stay tuned. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right, everyone. So this is the part of the podcast where we actually bring on a special guest. Uh, this week, we actually have a really good friend of mine, uh, Miguel. Uh, he's going to go ahead and talk about, oh, Ash too. I'm sorry. Ash's friend too. My bad. My bad. <laughs> he's Ash's friend too. Uh, he's so angry about it. Um, but we're going to go ahead, this segment, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, graded comic books. Uh, so if you guys are super into comic books and you guys want to deep dive as far as story, I suggest, highly suggest that you guys hit up Comics Alliance, our, one of our really good friends. If if you guys want to extremely deep dive as far as uh, comic book stories, what to pick up, what to read, things like that. Uh, this one, we're going to talk about graded comic books. So there's going to be about three different, uh, there's three different companies that actually do the grading. And we're going to go ahead and break them down. And Miguel brought some some uh, treats to, to show us about what we, uh, what we have. And I brought some of my stuff too. So uh, Miguel, take it away. Introduce yourself, my friend. Bye, well, Miguel. I'm good friends with Ash and Esteban. <laughs> uh, we used to work together basically in the same areas um, you know all of us basically were into comic books and so that's one of the things that really got us close together uh, pretty You're much lovers, I mean, to be honest oh well, yes yes that too that too but we helped we hid that from work <laughs> i didn't want to sign the consent form at work oh you took it from yeah. me that's the exact same thing we're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I brought some some of my books. I mean, I've collected since I was a kid, since mm -hmm. around like five years old, so close to almost thirty years, and I've got over five thousand books. And I've just recently just been grading them, the ones that I really really like, and brought some definitely some keys for you guys, you know, so at least that way you guys can enjoy. Right on, right on. Uh, so real quick, uh, we'll talk about as far as the grading. So like I was saying, there are three different grading companies uh, out there right now. So the number one is CGC. That's the yeah. king of kings as far as grading goes. Uh, and then uh, the way I see it, it's uh, CGC is the king of kings. Right below is, is CBCS, which is the uh, offspring of CGC because uh, the, the guy that started... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Miguel, the guy that yeah. started CGC left CGC and then created CBCS. And then, as I would call the redheaded stepchild, is PGX. <laughs> I <laughs> so, want to say there's one other one that, you know, just it's kind of hidden in the dark that we just don't remember or we choose not to remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, there's that. So, but yeah, uh, CGC, uh, CGC is, like I said, is the tier, you know, the, the one up there. Um it's a membership, same thing with CBCS, you know, to go ahead and sign up with them and then go ahead and get your comic books graded. Uh, they even have sig uh, signing events where the comic book artist and writer will show up and you can send in your books and they'll have them sign it and case it and, you know, go from there. Um, so, Miguel, how did you get into, I know you've been collecting comic books for a long time. How did you get into the grading? I, I actually got into the grading just only because a friend of mine uh, that... I just recently became friends with him. He went ahead and he has a shop and he went ahead and I, I saw some books that he had. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go over. And they were completely, you know, encapsulized everything. And he's the one who actually told me, you know, I should go ahead and start getting my books graded just only because of the fact that they preserve them. They keep them, you know, perfect or at least as perfect or from what they already are. 
Um, and then they get a grade. And from there, I mean, it's more of an investment. Uh, I've definitely invested a lot of, lot of money into this uh, and I'm still going strong. So, you know, every, pretty much, I mean, I have the membership for CDCS mm -hmm. and CGC, but I have been doing the CGC more. And with everything going on with the pandemic, because the cons are not available, I went ahead and started shipping out my books to CGC in Florida. And they've just been, you know, doing the private signings, getting everything going. And, you know, three months later, you go ahead and you get your book. And just the fact that it has, you know, the fact that it's encapsulized, you know, it's just beautiful already, but it has a yellow signature label. It looks even better, the yellow pops. And then it has, you know, whatever signature that you get from the artist. And I'm trying to at least get some of my favorites. Uh, you know, everybody from my family to uh, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stagman, you know, all the stories I've read. And, mm -hmm. you know, kind of kind of going back to even, you know, John Romita, you know, the legend. And then I, I just picked, uh, just got John Romita Jr.'s, mm -hmm. you know, on my on my ASM 210, the first Mountain Web. So it's like, it's, it's trying to get a little bit of everybody just so that I can go ahead and put them together. I mean, in, all together, in most out of all the books I've got, I have about 87 that are CGC. Okay. I, just only because I just started last year. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely been fun. It's been fun. And then of course, I mean, I go ahead and I don't know if you guys know, but I mean, I go ahead and I send us on all my pictures every time I get like new ones or boxes. It's like a, it, when he sends me, peep. yeah, it's like a peep show when he sends it to me, you know, <laughs> it's like, he's like, I just got a new haul. He sounds like all creeperish when he says it, you know, like he's going to get in trouble. He's just like, you want to see what I got? And it's, it's pretty funny. Kind of, um, kind of look side to side and close the door. And I'm just like, okay, let me take we take quick pics. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a, it's like one of those things where they're knocking on his door. It's like, Miguel, what are you doing? Uh, drugs. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I mean, I'm I'm not sure about anyone else. If uh, Luis, Carmen, Andres, or, or Ash, if you guys have even considered possibly even doing anything anything like that, any type of uh, like CGC, CBCS, or if it's just straight, just reading and, and keeping for your PC, your personal collection? Uh, personally, it's uh, it's always been, it, it's always intrigued me, mm -hmm. uh, but everything that you're saying, Miguel, is blowing my mind. I'm just like, I didn't realize how complex it was. Like, I know, Esteban, I know you've gotten some of your, mm -hmm. some of your books appraised and shit, but as far, like, it sounds like, like a freaking credit bureau. Like there's three credit bureaus. Experian is the one that we look at the most. No one gives a shit about TransUnion. Like, and just like the way that you're spitting all this, I'm like, dude, I would be the guy that would invest in that one that you guys all say you choose to forget about it. Like that would be me. And I'll be like, oh, I spent so much money. Like, you know, so it's just, it's a whole other world. Um, it really is. Once you truly go ahead and dive deep into it, I mean, there's ways to, you, to get your books that you want and you'll be able to go ahead and of course because each one will grade them yeah but it really just depends on you know the history of each one because you know cgc of course you know top notch everybody basically uses them everybody knows them so they grade pretty hard and of course whatever you get i mean all of us are you know we're crossing our fingers for a nine eight nine nine i mean that's you know nine nines are kind of like unrealistic it's like you know finding yeah. unicorns but once in a while you do but you know they grade pretty hard i mean 
everything that they're doing from everything from the grading. I mean, they use, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out like exactly what kind of items they use so that I can use them so that I can, I can, you know, fine tune my grading and looking at a book and saying, oh yes, that's definitely like a, like a seven. That's a, like an 8.5. Yeah. Um, but, you know, each one has it. And, you know, with PGX, you know, like kind of like the, you know, one eighth, I mean, they're okay, but not a lot of people go and really, you know, go to them because, you know, they are, they are, they're less expensive to go ahead and get your stuff in capsule. But then that too, the grades from what you see is you'll, you'll get like a high grade in PGX, but then when you take it to cross, you know, cross grade through CGC, it'll come back like an eight because it wasn't really that grade. But sometimes you'll luck out. It just really just depends. Yeah. You can I... buy. Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, because I've read, you know, I've like looked into like, well, how do they grade this stuff, you know, and there's, there's like these stories where they're like, oh, they throw ahead, they go ahead and throw the grader in a dark room with like a sliver of light coming through the door. And then they hold the comic book up to that sliver of light to try to like find all the imperfections of the comic book, you know, and they do that, you know, from corner to corner, you know, and then they check the spine of the book and all that stuff. And that's how typically it's graded, you know for something like that so just to hear that like a grader stuck in a room a dark room you know uh with a sliver of light open you know just kind of like do your grading and then you'll be free you know what i mean that's how i kind of picture it you know when yeah. they kind of send then they send them in with like a stack of books to grade and don't get me wrong like it, it, expect to have a a bit of a turnaround time it's not going to be like you send it out even if it's just being graded just to have it encapsulated and then sent back it's not a week two weeks type thing you're looking at anywhere from three to six months sometimes you know yeah, depending yeah, on when you're well, going to get your book back you know when you send it in beforehand so, i mean it, when i when i did first start you know some of the modern books anything from 75 and newer they did actually go ahead and do like almost two, three weeks. And that was even before not like not even using fast track. Yeah. So with CGC, you can, you can of course pay for the price of encapsulizing, but then you can also choose fast track, which it's kind of think of like Disneyland with a fast pass, you know, you go ahead and you cut the line mm-hmm. and you cut it in half. So pretty much, you know, you're getting your books, you know, within like two, three weeks and it's like, you know, a quick month and Oh, your books are back. Nowadays, just because everybody is collecting and really getting into it and going through their garages and saying, hey, you know, I might have something. Now everything for like the moderns that I just sent out back in mid-March, I still haven't gotten them back. At least they haven't even looked at them. They're still hanging out in the, in, in the, the what is it, the, in the received warehouse in the dark yeah. room all sad well, that's so scary man <laughs> yeah dude and that's the thing is that when you send out your books like i've heard a lot of horror stories where you send out your book in perfect condition and it comes back and then all of a sudden you see like a the spine tick you know or yeah. or a pay a piece of the corner ripped ripped off when you know for a fact it wasn't ripped when you sent it out you know what i mean so there's a lot of stuff that I hear, you know, that, you know, you got to watch out when you send out your books. Uh, there's even some people that say, you know, take pictures of your books, you know, before yeah. you send them out and then send them out. So if there are those imperfections that come back, you can email them and then say, hey, here's proof that I sent out this book without any of these imperfections that I now see. 
like what's the deal what happened you know so it's it's a whole process because you got to think dude you're sending this out in florida and you got to package it properly you got to do the whole bubble wrap and the cardboard and all that stuff and send it out and just pray to god that number one it gets there and it doesn't get lost (laughs) number one you know number two that the person that receives it is handling it with care and just not ripping open the packaging and then you know with uh with an uh um what is it a box cutter and accidentally slicing anything open you're crossing your your fingers that that person's not going through a divorce or something and just hating the world yeah dude like (laughs) for real like it's insane it's really really insane um but it is i will say last year when i started ad sending out more stuff to get graded it's a fucking addiction dude like legit because it's like you see you know uh donny cates is signing okay cool it's donny cates oh not just donny cates it's gonna be uh, a stegman that's gonna be with him too and they're doing a dual signing you know and you're just like what the fuck like this is a perfect this is a perfect time i can send out my absolute carnage you know uh number one i can send it out and they can have it signed you know and then the yeah. next thing you know you have john ramita jr signing and then rob liefeld signing and then you got and it's just like I, i'm not kidding you it was like every other week there i i'm getting i'm seeing messages from miguel saying hey look who's signing next look who's this look who's that scott snyder is going to be signing this is going to be signing you know and yeah. it's just like and then here's here's the kicker is you have these books, right, that you want to send out, but you know for a fact that, like, for example, Scott Snyder, amazing writer, started off the the New 52, you know, kicked off, you know, that with that, uh, with the New 52, then he also went to IDW and he did Wake, you know, and then he did another thing somewhere else, you know, so it's like you have these three books and you're just like, do I send them all out or do I send out just one? Do I, you know, and then, and then you kind of got to think about it. Like, okay, well, if I send out this one, you know, am I going to save it for my personal collection or am I going to turn turn around and try to flip it and then try to sell it and make some money off of it, you know? So it's, it's tough to try to decide and send out the book. And then, you know, when you see it in it, in its glory being graded with that signature, it's like, I don't want to sell it now. Like the shit looks fucking perfect, you know. I know. It, it, when, when the signature placement is just perfect and it shines in the mm-hmm. light the way you mm-hmm. wanted it, you just can't. I know. I know that I had that uh, moment when I sent uh, five books to Mark Bagley, mm-hmm. and I had him sign my Amazing Spider-Man, you know, three sixty-one, the Carnage book, the three sixty-two, three sixty-three. Um, I had him sign my Thunderbolts number one, the nineties mm-hmm. edition. And, you know, a lot of them came out, like, high grade, like, nine eights, nine six. And I was going to turn around and sell the Thunderbolts. And I was like, okay, when you want to come out with a new movie. But when I saw it, I was like, signature, this looks beautiful. I was like, I don't want to get rid of it now. And that's the, that's the thing that you get stuck with. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool, too, because, like, when you, I mean, there's a whole process, too, when you send out the book to have it signed, like, you have to tape you have to tape it off and and you know put it in a in a comic book sleeve cut out the sleeve you know uh and then using painters tape to 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 square it off and then you can even write on the painter's tape like hey can you please sign like you know i love your work blah blah this and this you're amazing yeah. blah, blah blah and then hey can you sign right under here or can you use like a gold sharpie or you know can you use a red sharpie or something like that like kind of put like uh some like 
notes for the for for the artist or the writer to go ahead and sign the book like it, it's cool when you get it back and you're like holy shit they listened to what i asked for you know like they yeah. signed you know perfectly where i wanted them to or they use that specific you know uh, uh sharpie that makes it pop and makes it look fucking amazing you know yeah. Yeah. so it, it's cool when when because it kind of feels like you like even though there's no there were no cons or anything it's like well they fucking heard me like that's awesome you know they got a so what, I, oh sorry go ahead Mikael. No, I was just going to say, the, the one that got me basically from what Esmo was talking about is that when I sent my 363 ASM, it's, uh, it's the cover. I didn't I didn't bring it, but it's the cover where it shows, you know, Venom and Carnage and like the faces. And I wrote on the uh, on the painter's tape saying to Mark Bagley, you know, like, you know, I loved your work since I was a kid. I've followed you, you know, through so many of your books. If you can please, you know, sign it, you know, in this color and also put let there be carnage in carnage's eye for the new movie and he did it and what is it he went ahead and did it it looks beautiful i mean it's that's one of the books of course asm is you know part of my pc so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm collecting the entire volume one you know one through 800 and i have pretty much close to 530 around there and it's you know when he did that like that just i got like a, like a little kid again i was just like, i got oh, yeah. so excited i had to send it to him i had to send it to us long basically the picture i was like look look at this i was like flipping <laughs> it over like this yeah. all excited like turned it christmas morning <laughs> See, and and everything that you guys are saying right now that's so um that i'm i'm fucking smiling ear to ear just it's it reminds me why i got into comic books in the first place yeah. you know and it's just so, like what you said it's like it it at that moment it's just like this is so fucking cool same thing with like the the marvel collector's cards that they mm. back in the day like it's just damn look at this thing you don't do the anything with it one? other than stare at it yeah you know um and so i'm i'm not gonna lie i've got like boxes and boxes of shit you guys are almost convincing me to start getting shit appraised <laughs> but there's one that i know there's one thing that i know people want to know about because all so far we're hearing is great things Esteban, yeah. you have a wonderful story about stan lee signing one of your books and i want you to tell that and after you're done miguel if 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 i would love to hear your biggest horror story in getting something appraised so uh esteban kick it off and while you're going okay. uh miguel so think, see if you I, think of a story so i sent miguel some questions or like uh to bring five books on to to take it to take a look uh the first one was the first book you ever had graded uh your favorite graded book in your collection uh the book that's worth the most after being graded uh, and then your next must-have book, and then I call it a dealer's choice. Or so the, this would be my dealer's choice. This is my horror story. Okay, so I have right here. Okay, <laughs> you brought it too. Uh, I brought it. I yes, brought it. <laughs> I have right here. This is the Jim Lee X Men run. Okay, uh, if you guys remember the the very first X Men run, uh, there were five covers altogether, and it was they were all broken up. So if you bought the four and you were able to put them together and made one cover, or there was the collector's edition, which was all five. You opened it up like a poster, the back and the co- and the and the front cover. You opened them up and you had all four covers. So real quick, when uh, my wife and I, we went to uh, LA Comic-Con when it was still called LA Comic-Con. Uh, we bought tickets to see Stan Lee to actually have his autograph signed. Um, so at that time, I didn't know. See, Andres is laughing because he remembers the story I told him. Um, at the time, I didn't know anything about CGC, CBCS, PGX. I didn't know anything. Just the mere fact that 
throughout that entire day, I met Rob Liefeld. I met John Romita Jr. I met uh, Jim Lee. You know, I met all these people that wrote these books, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. These titans. So at the end of the day, we get to go see the godfather of comic books, Stan Lee. So go to Stan Lee. Uh, you know, my wife is in line. I had, I gave her a comic book to have signed. I had a comic book to have signed as well. Um, so here it is. X-Men number one. You guys can see it. It was the director's cut. That right looks there. so fucking good. By the way, that just the comic book image is amazing. I love that yeah. image. So I think, yeah, right here. That's, that's definitely one of my favorites out of them, just yeah. because of the, like the position of Cyclops with the, with his beam. Yeah. It just, it, the beam basically just, completely takes over the oh absolutely absolutely so right before i got this one signed right before i had stanley sign this one i met up with jim lee and this was a point where i paid nothing for jim lee's signature jim lee did it for free okay he signed it for free so right here at the very bottom you got jim lee's signature right here so that's jim lee we got the glorious stanley right here and then there's this signature <laughs> right here. Okay. This one. So I was in line and it was very, it was, it was loud uh, in the area to have uh, Stanley sign the book. So it was, it was fast. It's like you slid the book to his associate. He would slide it over to Stanley. Stan will sign it. He smooth slides it over and it just went like seamlessly, you know, like you couldn't really even talk to Stan. Okay. Um, so it's like you have to be like Johnny on the spot, like, hey, can you write Excelsior on there? And then he'll do it and then you move on. So he, I give it to the guy and he gives it to Stan Lee. Stan signs it and I'm fucking giddy as a schoolgirl. I fucking Stan Lee's signature. I just met the man. The comic book slides over. Okay. Comic book slides over. And I'm just like in awe looking at this man. Okay. This, this fucking creator of worlds, you know. And, and he's smiling at me. He's just like, eh, eh, I signed it, right? It's pretty cool, huh? And then all I see is I look over and then I see his wife pick up the Sharpie and she signs the comic book after. As soon as she signed the comic book after, the associate, he, one of his associates right next to him, he looks at me and he goes, Joan Lee signed it. You cannot have this graded. It's not valid anymore, but And I'm just like, okay. They just like Aww. fucking walked off, you know? <laughs> so I'm just, so I have this, this book. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm the only one that has, but I call, I call this story the Lee tragedy. <laughs> I got Jim Lee, <laughs> Stanley, and Joan Lee's signature on here. I'm actually thinking about sending it to CBCS because CBCS is the only one that will actually verify signatures after it's been signed if there was nobody to authenticate the signature. Um, the worst thing that could happen is that they can't authenticate her signature and it comes back with an NG grading, so a no grade uh, on there, but it'll still encapsulate it and then, you know, it's preserved. Um so yeah, so that was my that was my my dealer's choice, my my tragedy. <laughs> Question yeah. in the back. Yes. Um, when the associate said that, did he say it in an asshole tone? As yes. uh, that was exactly my intention. I don't want mm-hmm. you to make money off of the signature. Exactly. That's Fuck that's him how it and came his off. family. Yeah. That, that's Fuck exactly him and his how it family. Came that sucks. Because <laughs> because it's like right before me, I had my wife go up and she had the signature, but she got the signature signed on another book. But like nothing like was slid over and and that one didn't that wasn't that one's only signed by Stan and it, it was sent off into CGC. 
and that was that you know so that's why it's like i was right behind her like what the fuck dude like why you know like you probably saw jim lee's signature i'm thinking oh, she walked up oh okay so now now it's, <laughs> hold on this just in this <laughs> just in <laughs> this, this is five years uh, of me not knowing this <laughs> but apparently she walked up and then that's when she started that's when she signed it so uh okay so it was a setup fucker he dude that sucks out. man yeah. it still hurts hearing you tell that story yeah she 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 did she did put uh hugs in three x's here so. <laughs> <laughs> comic books are cool <laughs> That yeah, right so, there is that right there is priceless. <laughs> yeah, so so that that's my dealer's choice is is that one. So so yeah, Miguel, what what, what about you, dude? I mean, I haven't had anything too crazy like that. Mm. I mean, yours is you know diamonds compared to mine. <laughs> you are the winner here, sir. You are the winner. I, Let's I, just I, end the show now on that tragic <laughs> note. You know, fucking run credits and it's over. It's done. I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you that, but I'm buying you a case of beer just yes. for that story. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really had anything, you know, that crazy. I mean, the only one that out of all the books I've sent, you know, when I did send out, because I have a lot of doubles and I've collected a lot of doubles just because I always like to have options. Mm -hmm. And whenever I go ahead and I grade something, you know, I don't always want to risk it on just one book. I want to risk it on two, see which one gets the highest and I'll keep the highest one and then I'll go and I'll sell the other one. Mm -hmm. Or I'll keep it if, you know, depending on, you know, the character or, you know, who it is. So I went ahead and I sent out, you know, the ASM 210, the first Madam Web, you know, for the Ramita uh, signing. Sent it out, excited, waited almost a good three months. You know, I checked, oh, C- I remember I checked, this one. I checked CGC, honestly, like I'm checking transcripts for my school. You know, I'm refreshing every five minutes, seeing do they finally post my grades? Like, like completely. I'm at work and I'm like, refresh, he's at refresh, work. Refresh. He's at work and he's blowing me up at work. And he's just like, <laughs> they haven't, the, the status hasn't changed yet. It hasn't yeah. changed. <laughs> so I, I, that's the reason, that's one of the also the reasons why I chose to do this myself because mm-hmm. instead of going through a dealer, which I'll end up saving some money on. I will be calling them every, at least twice or three times a day saying, hey, is there any update to my books? Yeah. And I would drive them insane. So I already know, like, I there's a, there's a reason to my own madness. I can deal with it. I have the patience for myself. I'll check. <laughs> I'll check it. I'll send it out and I'll do everything that I can. So I sent out the books, waited three months, you know, finally. Because John Ruby Jr., of course, is one of my favorite mm-hmm. artists. I mean, his dad's a legend, John Ruby yeah. Sr., you know. When I think the there's a few books, but the, the most iconic book for them ever to work on, and this is in like comic, I want to say comic history, mm-hmm. that it's the only father son duo mm-hmm. is ASM 238, you know, the first Hobgoblin. And mm-hmm. and I have that book, but I haven't been able to get Ramita Senior because you know Ramita Senior is in his in his nineties. Yeah. So it's it's a little hard for him to go ahead and go to cons and they still there's still a certain um, uh, company that does work with them. I think it's uh, Desert Wind Comics. Oh, the one they, out in Arizona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Arizona or Nevada. It's one of those. 
Yes. And so it is, and and I guess on their part, they're really just really close, good friends, because a lot of the iconic uh, artists. So that's the only way I think I'll be able to go and really get his, unless I buy one already signed. But I was like, you know what? I'll get Ramita Jr. I mean, I love him. You know, read all his stuff. Um, I'll send it out. Waited three months. Got super excited. My my anticipation, my patience was running out. I was getting so like up tears for coming out. It finally hits graded. I see that I. Oh no! Oh no! He froze. <laughs> Commercial break. <laughs> We're at the end of our seats. No. So tears are in my oh, eyes, my and then yeah, oh, I'm like, then what froze. happened? God damn it! You froze at tears right. in your eyes. Yeah, you froze when you said oh, I had yeah. tears in my eyes, and so we all don't know what happened. So please. <laughs> Next time on yeah. comics. Next time yeah. on comics. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so no, so I had tears in my eyes because I was excited. You know, I was really, I was really excited that it it finally turned to graded. Mm-hmm. So it finally went ahead and showed, and I got a nine point and I got a seven. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm still okay with it. Still, like, you know, it's a first first appearance. You know, I'll I'll maybe flip, you know, one of them. Well. I went ahead and I got, I got the books. You know, after you have to wait a week to check out ground. So after it finally hits and it tells you that he signed it, it's graded. These are the notes, everything. I gotta wait a week for it to come to my house. <laughs> I literally go ahead and I see that you know, see uh, that uh, UPS is you know around the corner, three o'clock. Looking at my watch, is it three o'clock yet? He's like, you know, no, okay. And then it's five o'clock. I'm getting out of work racing down the freeway you know I'm, I'm cutting people off just basically just going through finally get home rip open the box start sending pictures of us one just literally the box opening one of them which luckily the 9.0 signature looks beautiful silver on the black it pops the seven it looks like somebody you know he signed it but somebody went like this no. And, yeah, and he signs JRJR. That's all he does. So it, yeah. So and so it looks like somebody just went smear. <laughs> he said, "Fuck your signature." <laughs> yeah, and it looked like it was J Squiggle J. Yeah. <laughs> horrible oh, man. What could have been a good, good price book? Yeah. I sold it for fifty bucks. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody still bought it, and I even message him. I go, "Hey, just want to make sure you know you're buying a book that the the, the signature looks horrible. Yeah, I just yeah. I just have it on here as an auction. The guy's like, I know it's okay. You know, it's for my son. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell your son I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that was just you know the one time I actually got you know really sad because I was mm-hmm. I was hyped completely. Yeah. And once I saw it, it was still tears, but tears of sadness. <laughs> uh, so, Miguel, uh, what did you bring your first graded book that you ever had? I did. All I right. did. All right. You guys ready? Now, I did tell you that I was an ASM fan. This is one mm-hmm. of the books that I did first go ahead and actually get. <laughs> it's the first Scorpion. So it's. Yeah, you got ASM 20 from 19, what is it, 65. Yep. Jesus. So 6.0, off-white. You know, it's okay. It's okay, but definitely, you know, 
it's definitely a Keith style book. I mean, uh, for it being a 6.0, I mean, that book being a 6.0, that's that's considered a very high grade for for that for it to be in that condition. So old, yeah, yeah, basically. I'm sorry, I got my I got my lights, but I don't know. That's what you can see. Jesus, that's so sick. But it looks, you know, once I had it, I got this book for like 200 bucks. Mm. And right now, I mean, it's 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 up there, but it's not even one of my most valuable ones. But this book's like fourteen hundred right now. Like, if I yeah. want to get it in this grade, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. I was like, if I saw it, I was like, I would want it, but I'm like, I don't know if I'd pay for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's your uh, favorite graded book in your collection? My favorite. Okay. So my favorite one he puts is, it back is, in the wrapping. He's a like, hold on, mm-hmm. slow down. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. No, my babies need to be. I got this one right here. So this one, my favorite, all time. Ooh, Spider-Man three hundred. Oh, it's a nine-two. Yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good, man. Are you gonna show yours? Yeah, you go first, brother. You're, oh, okay. you're oh, the guest. Okay. Show me yours. I'll show you mine. Very much so. I thought we were gonna have like a battle of the titans and stuff. So it's gonna oh be no! Like by far one. you'll beat. By far you'll beat me as far as you know graded books. So uh, the one that's worth the most in your collection. Okay, so I have one that actually is. And then after more. you say which one's uh, worth the most, make sure you say your address. <laughs> so i mean so i actually have books that i don't have graded that actually work more than this but Mm -hmm. graded slab the most is actually this here right here is the second appearance of the new class x-men and the fourth appearance of wolverine and it's signed it's signed by mark right there so 7.5 it's about like 2k yeah Two grand right there, so, and and, so I, and, it, and it's only rising right now just because of everything with all the speculations of X Men yeah. coming to the MCU. Somebody basically was selling like an eight zero for like thirty five hundred. So this this thing's just going to keep going crazy up. Yeah, it's so and cool. Then, yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. I mean, and then everything that we're seeing in in the comic book, you know, genre first appearance on screen of so-and-so you know the the one that's going to go up in price dude legit is going to be she-hulk she-hulk number one and moon knight number one those two are going to end up skyrocketing uh once yeah. once they end up coming once the series comes out yeah um as far as loki with loki coming out in the in a couple days uh his books like his solo book is going to end up rising you know what i mean um, so it's going to be because they're going to be pulling, you know, uh, references from his solo run that he had. So those books are going to end up rising, you know, in price. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to try to keep up with all this stuff. Uh, okay. And Miguel, you've got, uh, the next book, uh, what is it? What do I have written down here? Uh, the next must have book to have graded or signed. Okay. So I did bring the one that I am going to get signed. Mm-hmm. So do you know which one it is? Oh, dude. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. I'm going to show you. All right. Oh. That's right. ASM 129, the first appearance of the Punisher. This book is, it has been looked at, and it's, there's, they say, I mean, it's about nine, nine, four, nine, six right okay. now that's going for about like 10 grand yeah and i brought and, this uh, one just as, i brought this one as a constellation just as a random 
just as a random just just, just as a yeah. random just because it was right next to it have oh okay oh, oh first yeah. appearance of black cat right the black cat the nine yeah. six the nice nine six. all right so, so that's when i got milgram to sign it he got he basically signed it just right there in the black with a fine you know pen and that thing just looks smooth that's sharp dude that looks real sharp. Yeah. Um, and then what's your dealer's choice? My dealer's choice. Which one was that again? I thought we did the dealer's uh, just, choice already. Oh, okay. All right. My bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first book that I have that I ever had graded. This one was the one that I had my wife Diana take uh, in front of me to have signed by Stan Lee. This is a 9-6 uh, Iron Man number 300 okay with the uh, embossed covering on here uh and you got stanley's signature right over here uh i think this one is worth about it's not it's not worth a lot because it's not a key cover i think it's probably uh probably about 300 bucks if i'm not mistaken you know this one it's still a dope cover though it looks looks fucking gorgeous i have have that one at home yeah yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I always enjoyed those embossed covers. Like, they just, I don't know what it is, like, what's about. I mean, just yeah. because they have that almost like that hollow kind of look, yeah. it, it just looks really cool. So, and then here, let me try that. And then what was the next one? The next one was uh, the most ex- the book value. Oh, the uh, your favorite book graded in your collection. Okay, so my favorite book, it's actually a tie. Okay, it's going to be this one, Superman Unchained, but this is the Comic-Con exclusive. Uh, So this one's the one that you were only only able to pick up at Comic-Con. So this was uh, Superman Unchained number one. I have it signed by Scott Snyder. Oh, shit. So this one, this one is my, and this is the only 9-8 that I have. So, so this one, this one's like cherished is, right now beautiful yeah so and then i just need to get so uh what what also cgc because i know we didn't touch on it so like let's say for example i got scott snyder's signature on it right and then all of a sudden cgc has jim lee coming on or uh scott williams signing at cg i can send this book back to them they'll crack the casing open have them sign it and then regrade it again with the additional signature on it what i'm tripping out on the 9.8 is that you went to comic-con yeah. You literally pick up the book, hand it yeah. over to Scott Snyder, and there and it somehow lost some points. Like right, yeah. that just comes to that just comes to show you how finite, like the yeah. the way they look at it is to such an extreme level. Like that's so that's so fucking crazy. Just to put that into perspective. Yeah. Like so, I'm sure you walked it over like the holy grail over oh, to like to make sure course. that it wasn't, it wasn't damaged. Yeah. You know, but he's over here spinning it like a pizza just. I know. Just, I know right? like, hey. just slamming it on Scott Snyder's desk. With pizza <laughs> catch. Catch. And he's like, here you go. It's like, hey, Scotty, sign this. Yeah, yeah, I call him Scotty. <laughs> so, so it's a tie for my favorite for this one, and then this beautiful thing right here. It is Dark Knight Returns wow. number four with the epic cover of Batman and Superman right on the cover signed by the epic Frank Miller right here. That's, that can't, you can't really see it because beautiful. it's it's a it's a faint gold. Um, but yeah, that one came in at a nine four. And this is uh, 
And the, and the cool thing about uh, the CGC stuff, like if there's a key part in the story, it'll have it listed on here. So this was uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, uh, and this was The Death of Alfred. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so that's so this four, one here. It was a four-part series. Uh, what is it, 88? Yeah. 86. 86. 86, yeah. So, so those two are my, are my favorite. Uh, let's see. Then the most expensive one in my collection right now is this gorgeous thing right here mm-hmm. uh, the first appearance of the black suit spider-man okay yeah, uh signed no by all three john Beatty, jim shooter and michael zek all three of them worked on this series uh so i've got all three of their signatures on here so this one i think miguel correct me if i'm wrong i think right now this one is worth about 1500 at a nine four if i'm not mistaken mine or of that one i want i know it's above i know it's above about a, a grand so i yeah. want to say like either like 13 15 around there yeah because i because you and me when we both sent it in together yeah and yours i sent mine i mean we basically got the same grade we both got yeah. nine fours and so um it's the only time i think that all like three like iconic people yeah. were basically going to go ahead and just, okay, we'll sign your books. And yeah, I was like, what do you, wait, what do you mean? And yeah. it's just like, okay, here we go. They sign it, sign it, sign it. And then of course it goes through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, whenever you get, whenever you come across that, you just got to bite the bullet and just throw it on the credit card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, really, really. It, it, when you it comes down to For all you like kids that, at home, listen in. Yeah. Use Put your, on your credit, credit card. card. <laughs> yeah. Get a loan. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the next one that I really want to get graded, because this is the one that my wife picked out, and she did her research on it. This is a Detective Comics number 317 with the cover uh, of bad girl looking at that book the other day okay so isn't that the uh the i think the first appearance of the new batmobile right yes i believe you're right this is the first uh, appearance of the new batmobile so this one would i would probably get would only get graded uh this one it's a 12 center so it's 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 a 12 cent comic book uh, so this one actually caught my wife's eye, uh, and then she did her research on it and, um, raw, like this is considered a raw book. Uh, I think it's worth about 150 bucks, just like this. Yeah. So if you get it graded and encapsulated, obviously it's worth more, but the best part is, is the text on the cover. Okay. You see Batman, you see Robin. Okay. And you see Batgirl. So on the cover, it says, Batman saying, Batgirl, get over here, help us. We've got a problem. And Batgirl says, I have a bigger one, a bigger one in a run in my tights. So she's got a tear <laughs> in her tights. Oh so awesome. you can so so you can see the mindset back then when they were when they were writing and drawing comics. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. So there's that. So, but yeah, those those are the Right now, those are the creme de la creme of, of, of my collection. Like Miguel said, how many how many do you have graded right now, dude? Um, I've got well, I've got eighty seven CGCs. I've got only four uh, CBCS, but I have a uh, lot of other books I'm going to send, so that'll go out. Um, I have ten. <laughs> I, have, I have ten graded. 
Hey, you said it's an addiction. It truly is. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. So. Yeah, I'm sending uh, one like I'm sending at least like a good pack of maybe ten books like mm -hmm. a month, and that's just the regular ones. And if they come out with the signatures, I go and I put those together. I mean, mm -hmm. I've I've got a I've got some that I want to wait for the return of, say, like Neil Adams. Yeah, I've got um, what is it, the Green Lantern, Green Arrow seventy six. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got uh, you know a couple from that side because um, those are the three that I collect. So I collect the yeah. entire runs of Green Lantern, the volume two, um, Amazing Spider-Man volume one. And then also, you know, I do, I do spawn, but not as much. Yeah. Um, but Daredevil, that, that's uh, the yeah. third one uh, that I literally have you know, boxes. Of. And so just trying to complete my run, you know, before I go ahead and, uh, have to like spend any money based on like you know on life on like real life <laughs> before essentially before he 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 says I do is what he says yes yeah <laughs> you know, before before that time comes because I already I just you know just graduated college from Kelsey Fulton so you know that's that's done yeah. looking at possibly thank you, yeah. thank you um looking at you know going to um, get my MBA so you know I might have to sell some of my stuff to pay for it. <laughs> and so that's all hey, but it's an investment just like you said man so yeah, yeah. and so you know it's it's kind of like and, you know and, but that's the thing for me is that you know even though i'll, I'll be sad partying with it you mm -hmm. know as long as it's going to somebody else that you know appreciated it as much as i did you yeah. know i you know kind of put it on like put it on the pedestal that it deserves you know yeah. Yeah. let it go ahead and be looked at praised i mean it's just these are beautiful books mm -hmm absolutely all right dude thank you so much there's everything yeah. in my power to not say getting signed by all three and i wanted to say stooges and i didn't <laughs> and then two uh what advice would miguel with the experience that you have sending in all this stuff what ex what advice would you have to the miguel that says like i have a box of comics right upstairs like you know what i mean like what what advice would you give to that person to say like step one would be clearly you guys yeah. know your research mm -hmm. so like where would you say like me i have like seven boxes of comics and like i have spawned one through ten and i think i'm badass where you guys are showing me <laughs> 19, 1968 fucking spider-man so like what <clears throat> if you were to say take your first step into this mm -hmm. what would you advise that person so the first thing that i would do like at least for, to give you a, like a little friendly advice because the rest of the advice he's going to give you the rest of the advice he's going to give you is going to be give. you're going to have to pay for that advice <laughs> yes yes no, no no so i mean definitely you know the, the friendly advice i would give you is that for one i would want to know like at least you know where your mindset is in, in collecting is it really more as an investment part is it more in your personal thing? So you really don't care the grade. You just want the book. So I'm basically like, you know, the, the, the mindset is, you know, for, you know, for myself, ASM, uh, what is it? No, Amazing Fantasy 15, the very first appearance of Spider-Man. You know, I'd, I'd buy that book 0.5 with tears, you know, half of Spider-Man's face showing. I'd buy it just because that book is better than no book. 
But, you know, the, uh, some advice I would basically say is that if you're going to do it for your own personal collection, pick out your favorites. Pick out the ones that you really did, you know, really did like as a kid or, you know, as an adult. And if that's one that you really like and you would want to put that up in your house and put it on a wall or put it in a glass case and you put a figurine next to it, at least that way because it's your favorite character, do it. Like, it doesn't matter basically what anybody says. It doesn't have to be the highest grade. All grades, nine, 10s, but sometimes you can't find them. So you go ahead and you you settle on an eight five. It's still a beautiful buck. It's got some love, you know. It's got character, you know. Just just do basically on that part what you want to do for yourself. Uh, you know, don't worry about what other people say. So like tomorrow, if Louis said like, "Oh, I have fucking uh, Lady Death one through six, like what what would he do? I would say just start with number one. Any no, number one is I instead thought, of instead of like as a collection, you you would go like comic book by comic book. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I would say I would say go or ahead and just pick, pick, pick out pick out your favorite runs and just mm-hmm. and if you have the number one, then great. Because those are those are going to be the number ones. They're like the very very first issue of that entire run where you started. And when you look at it, you're going to be like, "This is where I started." And you go, and you look at the other ones. And it's like eventually, if I want to. Yeah, I can get them graded just to just to protect them. But, but you also have to know, like, oh, this is where fucking blah 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 got shot, or this is where, like, you have to know the what happened in the comic. You would say, yeah, uh, the ones that you hey. showed us is kind of like iconic, like the yeah. uh, X Men, the X Men one, like like those are the covers that mm-hmm. like even the general public's like, oh yeah, I know that. Whether you collected the Marvel card, whether you collected yeah, whatever. Like, uh, when I saw Last Stand, I still see fucking Scott Summers holding his arm. And yeah, and the, yeah. so uh, there's things that you think of as a general public person. Mm-hmm. So like, if, so maybe that is where you would want to start. Like, maybe like, whatever makes you think of, oh, that was the inspiration for blah, blah, blah. Or like, yeah. would you say that? Yeah, no, I would say that too. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely definitely just you know, like I said, it just depends on the person. But if you if you want to start with you know, say keys, it doesn't have to be you know such you know like golden keys, uh, like golden age. It doesn't have to be silver age. It could be it could be bronze. It could be modern. You know those ones, but it could be ones that you know were your favorite. Start off with maybe just three, just three bucks. You know, and for those type, anything from seventy five early. I think it costs like 20, like they, they just increased their prices too, yeah. which I wasn't happy about. But <laughs> <laughs> it just means I'm spending more. But I think it's like 20, <laughs> I think it's like 22 bucks. You know, 22 bucks to go ahead and to like get it graded. It's another like, say 20 bucks to, or maybe less, like 16 bucks to ship it out over there. It's like 10 bucks to get it back. So I mean, you're looking around maybe what? Like a little hundred and something dollars. And at least that way, you should do yeah. your research before you even send it because you don't want to be like, hey, this shit's like 10 bucks. Like, oh, fuck. I just spent, I lost money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're looking at it at that point of view, I mean, you don't want to go ahead and send just a random issue, like, you know, like a back issue. Because if you do that, you know, yeah, that book like comes back in 9 8. You're super excited, but it's worth 20 bucks. Like, it costs more to grade, it costs more to, grade the book yeah. than it is to go ahead and actually have it. Yeah. Yeah. 
so it's like you know if you do it if you're doing it that way definitely you know work on work on the keys if you're going to go and if you're going to flip them you know at least keep them for a little bit a little bit and then flip them you know wait until movies come out wait until speculations come out you know yeah. those are the those are the rides you know that everybody's riding right now everybody's riding the the master what is it the marvel special edition 15 the first appearance of shang chi you yeah. know, I have mm-hmm. I have that book, and right now I'm like I'm holding on to it. You know, I like it, but I like I like the money too. <laughs> 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 so I'm like I'm gonna I'm probably gonna sell that one later on. Um, and you know, I have a I have a lot of different like keys, and some of them I get attached to, some of them I don't. You know, I've been trying to get rid of my Miss Marvel number ones for a while. <laughs> Nobody wants them. <laughs> I mean, you might you might want to wait until uh, the Marvels come out. Once that movie comes out, those probably might be those might be yeah. easier to move. So yeah, they might they might go up. I mean, what is it? I I still can't get uh, like at least you know I'm holding on to it, but still can't get rid of my uh, Marvel Premiere Forty Seven, the first Scott Lang. You know, I've got yeah. two of those, and they're great, man. But what is it? Every time I leave them on eBay or I put them up. And sit there for like months. <laughs> so it's just you know, it just depends. Depends, you know, on people's choice. It's like what they like, what they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game. That's all it is. It's really a game trying to figure it out and and see what you know what's gonna sell, what you're gonna keep, you know, things like that. So that's that's what it's all yeah, that essentially it's a game we love to play and we and we hate it because it costs so much. It's a dangerous game, I'll tell you that much. It is a dangerous game. It's so, a very dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this episode, Miguel. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. I appreciate your insight. I know a lot of our fans are stoked about it. Uh, if you guys have any questions at all about you know grading and whatnot, you guys can go ahead and DM us. Or if you guys want to hit up Miguel, I mean, Miguel, are you cool with people hitting you up for for comic book yeah. advice? Yeah, definitely. Where where can uh, everybody find you? Um, if anything, I'll go ahead and I'll throw it on. Uh, I'll give you the like. Oh, you have it. What is it? Just go ahead and just um, tie it down below. So at least that way we can go ahead and there you know, any question. Right on. All right. All right. Again, thank you, Miguel. Uh, appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again later, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. All right. Yes, sir. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. All right. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode of comics, comics episode 35. We are uh, glad that you guys stuck around for the entire episode. Thank you again for tuning in. Um, Like subscribe to all of our social media. Um, We got the link in our bio on all of our social media. Take a look, take a look and see, Uh, share uh, us to everyone. We would appreciate it. Share us. I know, very robotic. (laughs) Share us, please. Uh, So we'll go ahead and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for comics. And, you know, we'll catch you guys next time. Comics. We are everywhere. Good night. Goodbye.